Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? I pray all of you guys are doing well. Welcome back to the podcast. Listen, I just want to say thank you guys for all of your support, all of the podcast sharing that you've been doing, the subscribing to the YouTube channel, and just sharing the channel, the comments, just everything has, has really been amazing. And I just want to say I truly do appreciate that. Listen, last week, and we got some responses from our last week's podcast, uh, we had started talking about parents' discipline meaning the parents disciplining the child or the, or their children. And we, we were going to get into God's discipline. And last week we decided we would just make it uh two parts because we couldn't do both uh, in the same podcast. So last week we talked about the parents discipline side of things, how parents, how we should be disciplining our children or what the scripture says about us disciplining our children. And it was a really good talk, some really great responses. Uh, we talked about the rod of correction and reproof. You know, a lot of times we just talk about the rod of correction, just the spankings or whatever have you, but we never talk about the other side, which is reproof with the Bible, which the Bible says the rod and reproof, you know, giveth wisdom. It brings forth wisdom. Um, and we just talked about the importance of both of those being used together and being used the right way. Um, to where it's going to truly benefit uh, the children and not in an abusive way. Um, so if you haven't heard that podcast, this is going to be part two. We're going to be talking about the about God's discipline when it comes to us, how he disciplines us. But if you haven't heard that first uh, uh, podcast, the first part of uh, this series here or this talk, I should say, please go and check it out. I think it'll be encouraging to you. I think it'll give you something to think about because we do live in a day and age where we almost hear from the world and this system that we shouldn't be disciplining our children, shouldn't be spanking our children, you know, all of these different things, but yet and still, you know, they'll tell us those things. And as soon as they get out of line or as soon as they act out as the Bible says they will, you know, when we don't discipline them, then they're ready to throw them in jail forever, you know, ready to label them something that they're not and all types of things. So I think it'll challenge you. I think it'll encourage you. So if you guys get a chance, please go and check that out last week's podcast. But this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about the way God disciplines us and the way he deals with us and how he disciplines differently um, from there are some similarities, obviously, you know, as a father disciplining his children. And as we see how parents, you know, discipline their children, there are some similarities between the parents and God. But we know that God has other reasons. And obviously, God knows all things and he can tell, you know, uh, the ins and outs of a situation. Sometimes, let's be honest, those of us that are parents, sometimes when we you know, deal with our children, we could jump the gun or, or things may not have been what we thought they were because of maybe something previously our child did, you know, maybe three days later, we're thinking they're doing the same thing, but it be, it could be something totally different. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And especially with how we've been seeing 
Um, and, and, and this is just from like a leadership side. We've been seeing a lot of leaders either come out and say, um, you know, this is something that I did wrong or I was doing wrong and I would like to repent um, of that. Um, or if it's just uh, uh, somebody in leadership or just, you know, somebody just that's just saved, you know, being exposed for something that they were doing, adultery, fornication, stealing, whatever it may be. It's just not dealing with leadership. But we, we've been seeing a lot of that the last few years, especially right after COVID started. But, um, you know, it, it can pertain to just regular lay members, those that are not a part of leadership, not a, a part of ministry, just all of us that are saved, right? There's times when God sometimes have to expose us and show things um, that, you know, he kept talking to us about like, listen, you need to stop that. You know, maybe we didn't listen and God needed to show it to a family member or show it to the world. However, he did it, you know, but we want to talk about that. And, you know, why does God do that? And what does it mean when God chastens us or, or he chastises us? So we're going to be coming out of Hebrews chapter 12 on this podcast. Hebrews chapter 12. If you got your Bible and you want to follow along, please, please do. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to be looking at starting at that sixth verse. And it reads as follows. Hebrews 12 and 6, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So it says, if the Lord loves you, he that he loves, he chastens, right? And he scourgeth every son that he receiveth. That word scourge there means to whip or to punish. So it says, listen, if God truly loves you or he receives you, he is going to punish you. He's going to give you a spanking or a whipping, right? Um, Whatever that may be. And we know that it, this more sometimes deals with more of a spiritual side than it does a natural side. But it says that when he chastens us like that, when he deals with us like that, it's because he loves us. And if you listen to the first part of this, when we talked about, you know, the parents and the children, that's exactly what the scripture says that, listen, like you hate if your son, like you hate if your child, if you don't chastise them, right? Like you truly don't care about them if you are not on them B times. And we talked about how the word B times means when you don't jump on things early, when you don't nip it in the bud right away, and you just kind of let things linger. And then down the road, you look up and, you know, your, your, your child is doing all types of things, things that you would never think that they would do. But a lot of these things you saw them doing, you saw the signs, just kind of let it go. Oh, he's just being a kid. It's all right. No, 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 no. Sometimes we got to nip certain things in the bud because unfortunately everything doesn't go away. Some things just, you know, some things continue to grow and get bigger and bigger until they become out of control. But verse seven goes on to say, if you endure or if ye endure chastening. So it says God is going to chastise us. But verse seven says, if we endure that chastening, right? The word if there is on condition that. So it's, it's saying on condition that we endure that, endure that chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. So there's something that we got to do, right? We have to endure that chastening. The word endure means to bear without resistance or to bear with patience. So when God deals with us and we know that he's dealing with us for something that we know that we did, 
How many know we, we're we not to, to, to kick against that, right? We need to bear that, you know, without resistance. We need to go through that process, whatever it is that God is trying to teach us, you know, in the way that he's dealing with us. And if, and from a natural standpoint, if you got children, it works the same way, right? They know they're wrong. You're dealing with them. You're giving them, dealing out some type of punishment, whether that's, you know, uh, like we said, whether that's a, a the rod or reproof or a timeout, whatever it is that you're doing. Now, if they're kicking against that, how many know that is not going to benefit them, especially when they are wrong? Like, how do you learn from something that you're being dealt with on uh, and but you're kicking against it, but you're acting like you didn't do it or you're acting like, you know, you don't know what God is talking about. But it's says that if we endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? So if you are a child of God, right, he is going to chasten you. He's going to deal with you. So if you are somebody that you feel like God is on your case about certain things, that is a blessing because it says that God deals with us, you know, as a father deals with his son or deals with a daughter. And that's because he loveth us. But if we don't allow him you know, to chastise us, if we don't allow ourselves to go through that process and be taught whatever it is that God is trying to teach us, how many know we're just going to go further and further away from God, further and further down the road. But verse eight says, but if ye be without chastisement, so for those of you that are without chastisement or people that are without chastisement, the word without there means beyond or on the outside of, right? So if you're on the outside of chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So it says all children that belong to God, they are all partakers of his chastisement. God is not letting anything, you know, get away. He, he may, he, there may not be, you know, uh, heavy consequences for certain things that they may be for others, but God is not winking at anything that we do that goes against his word or that is sin, right? He's going to teach us in some form of fashion on why we shouldn't be doing that and what it's going to take for us to be better in those situations, right? But the Bible says that if he is not dealing with you, then are ye bastards. If there is no chastisement, then are ye bastards and not sons. So guess what? Some of us, we may lighten, we may not like how God deals with us. You know, we, you know, that constant thing that we keep doing and, and, and God keeps, you know, br bringing it to the light, bringing it to the forefront, putting the mirror in front of us saying, listen, you need to stop. You know, you know, what, what did he tell the woman that was caught in adultery? He said, you know, go thy way, but sin no more. You know, God deals with us, but, but he's not dealing with us just to be a father that's nagging us or, or, you know, just, just being a father that's without mercy. And it goes for in the natural, right? When you're constantly on your kids. Some people could say, oh, you're being too hard on them. Or you, no, no, no. Certain things have to be nipped in the bud. Things have to be addressed because if they're not addressed, they can grow bigger. So when God is on our case, when he's constantly talking to our spirit, constantly talking to us through other people, it is not because he loved us. It's not because he doesn't love us. It is because he does. And prayerfully, we can accept what he's saying, you know, uh, humble ourselves and allow that chastisement to be done within us, right? So that we can be who God called us to be. But verse nine goes on to say, furthermore, 
We have had fathers of our flesh. Now he's talking about our natural parents, right? We have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us. And we gave them reverence. That word reverence means deep respect, love, and honor. If you have a parent that truly, uh, you know, that corrected you, you know, uh, uh, especially if you're older now and you really understand the things that they were saying, you look back on it like, man, they knew what they were talking about. I thought I knew what I was talking about, but they really knew what they were talking about. Like there's a deep respect there, a love and an honor, because now you see how much they truly loved you. Right. So it says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather? So it says we've gave them reverence. So shall we much not rather be in subjection under the father of spirits and live? That word subjection there means under the authority or control of. So it's saying, listen, if you reverenced your father or your mother um, and had love and honor for them for the, uh, you know, the correction that they gave to you, you know, when they dealt with you, how much more, you know, should we rather be under the subjection of God, right? And live. And it's not talking about a natural living. It's talking about a spiritual living, right? A living for eternity, not not just in the natural, but also in the spirit. So it says, if, if we've been able to take that chastisement from our natural parents. And guess what? We, I talked about it earlier. Sometimes we don't always get it right. You know, if, if you are at a certain age, I'm sure there's times you remember that maybe your mother and father got on you and what they got on you about, you really didn't do right. But how much more should we be in subjection to the one that knows all that when he deals with us, there's no mistakes. He's dealing with us on something that we absolutely have done or are doing. Verse 10 says, for they, talking about our natural parents, right? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. That word after there means in search of and pleasure there means satisfaction. So it says, for they verily for a few days chastened us in search of their own satisfaction, right? And it makes sense because as a parent, if you are a parent or if you've ever been dealt with or put on timeout, spanked, whatever, uh, games taken away, whatever it may have been, or have taken away games from your children, you you put the time limit on it that you feel within you that fits the the the, the crime, right? That That's the punishment that you put on it. You know, so as a natural parent, you know, we try to just figure out what we think is best um, in this situation on how we should handle it and what the punishment should be and, and what it shouldn't be. Right. So verse 10 says, for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure until they were satisfied. Right. Or until we are satisfied, until we feel like, ah, oh, I think you've had enough or I think you've done without this device for long enough or, you know, whatever the punishment may be. Right. But look at what the verse goes on to say. It says, but he, meaning God, he does it for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. That word holiness, holiness there means the quality or state of being holy. Leviticus 20 and 26 says, and ye shall be holy unto me for I, the Lord am holy and have severed you from other people that ye should be Mine. So it says, listen, they have chastened us, you know, after their own pleasure until they were satisfied. It says, but God, he does it for our profit. It's not, he doesn't chastise us like 
our parents does to their satisfaction. God is not chastising you to his satisfaction. Really, it's for your profit. He's doing it for your own good. And it's not to say that our natural parents aren't because obviously that's what they're striving to do, but they're also doing it according to when they're satisfied or to when they think that is enough. But with God, that's not how he chastises us. That's not how he punishes us, right? When we do something wrong or when he's dealing with us, he said, this is solely for your profit that ye might be partakers of his holiness. Verse 11 it says, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. We all been there and done that, right? When our parents have gotten on us, when God has gotten on us, presently when it's happening, there's no joy in that. It's very grievous. That's what it goes on to say. It says, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. That word grievous means causing suffering, hard to bear, severe Oh, this is hurting. And it don't have to always be a physical punishment, right? Just sometimes just losing out on things and, and not be, having access to things can be severe. It can be hard to bear, even as a grown up with God dealing with you. And, 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 you know, he exposes you for something. It be, it, it's very grievous, you know, the suffering from it. Maybe God exposes you on something that other people find out about. Guess what? Sometimes they don't treat you the same, especially if you're a leader in ministry and, and something's found out about you. Maybe you lose congregants. Maybe the church has to be shut down altogether. It's super grievous, but guess what? You were wrong. God wasn't wrong because I'm sure whatever it was, God talked to us many times about, but it came to a point where God said, enough is enough. Let me expose this thing. Let me put this thing out here and maybe you'll listen now. So what on whatever level it is, whatever level the chastening is, it is never joyous in the present time. It is always grievous. It's a suffering. It's hard to bear. It is severe. But listen to what the scripture goes on to say. It says, nevertheless, however, afterward, afterward, it yieldeth. That word yield means to produce. Afterward, it produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. That word fruit there. Or, or that word, yeah, that word fruit there is enjoyment, right? It yieldeth the peaceable fruit. The word peaceable is free from disturbance or order. So let's read that again. Nevertheless, however, afterward, it produces, yieldeth, it produces the peaceable free from disturbance or disorder. You're no longer doing the things that you used to do. You're free from that disturbance. You're not in disorder, right? You're in order now. It says, the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. That word righteousness means acting in a just, upright manner, doing what is right, right by God. And it says that the fruit of that righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. The word exercised there means trained. Trained means to, to instruct or teach in order to bring to a desired condition, right? So what is it saying? It's saying, listen, it doesn't feel good right now. It feels grievous. God is dealing with you. But nevertheless, if you sit there, just like we read in the earlier scriptures, if you sit there and you allow God to put you through that process, guess what? It's going to produce fruit of righteousness. 
But if we don't allow it, if we go kicking and screaming, if we go denying and we don't repent, we act like, no, we didn't do that, even though God knows all things, even though we know we did it. If we go kicking and screaming, how many know it is not going to produce any type of fruit of righteousness, right? If anything, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to draw us farther away from God. It's going to put a wedge between us and God. And then we're going to look up and then we're going to have a disdain for God, a dislike for God. And the whole time it had nothing to do with what God did, but what we did. We see the situation with Cain and Abel. God told him, listen, if you do what is right, you're going to be okay. But if not, sin is at the door, it's knocking, it's waiting on you. But guess what? He didn't do the right thing. Cain, he slew Abel, he killed his brother. So there's always an opportunity there to do the right thing. You know, when God deals with us, he says, listen, I'm giving you an opportunity to get this situation right. All you got to do is make the right decision. All you got to do is go through this process that I'm putting you through. Learn what I'm trying to teach you. That's what we talked about when we talked about the rod and reproof, right? The rod, it gets your attention. We know about the spankings, but the reproof, when, when the words are being set forth, when the lecture comes in, when the talking to, that's just as powerful, if not more powerful than the spanking, right? Because if they take in those words and they go through that process, how many know it's going to bring forth fruit? But a lot of times, you know, if we're not careful, we go kicking, screaming, we've seen it. You know, probably in in people that we've known, people that we know lives that may have been saved, we definitely have seen it in leadership. You know, whether that's on a small scale or larger scale, we've seen preachers that have been outed for things, and instead of them repenting, apologizing, saying, "Listen, I messed up," what do they do? They go kicking and screaming, and they get people on board with them to act like. You know, what what, ha- what we know to have happened has not happened. Because one thing about God, we're not talking about these YouTube videos, these YouTube exposed videos where guys are taking little small clips and calling themselves exposing people. No, we're talking about that true exposing. When God exposes you, when God snatches the cover off of you, there's no denying it. There's no kicking against it. There's no fighting it. It's without a shadow of a doubt. Everything is on the table. The truth, the videotape. Everything is no denying it. We're not talking about those YouTube exposed videos where guys are taking snippets of something somebody said and say, oh, he meant this or oh, he did that. No, we're talking about when God straight up exposes you naked in front of the world, in front of your family, in front of everybody, witnesses, evidence, and there's nothing you could do about it. That's the type of exposing we're talking about. But what people don't understand is that because sometimes we get a kick out of that when we see preachers get exposed or people that we know get exposed. And guess what? It's, 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 it's not joyous for them in that present time. It's super grievous. And we laugh and we make fun of them. Ah, I told you they was a false prophet. This and that. But the thing that we lack to understand in our immaturity is that, listen, this is God still showing them love. This is God chastening them. Remember what we read that God, he chastens those that he love, right? He's given them another opportunity to like, listen, 
you your ministry may not be the same. The respect that your family have for you may not be the same. But listen, if you go through this process of me getting on your behind, chastising you and dealing with you, guess what? If you go through this process, it's going to produce that fruit of righteousness. But you got to be trained by what I'm getting ready to put you through. You got to go through this process and you can't be kicking and screaming. You can't be denying. Humble yourself. Be quiet. Deal with it. And let me bring you back to a place where you are are, are, are a partaker of my holiness. Yes, your life may not be the same. People may not love you the same. They, They may not trust you anymore, but at least you got right with God. And that's the thing that counts. And a lot of times we don't realize these people that we're making fun of, that God has outed, that God has outed for his own purposes and his own reasons. We don't realize that we're going through a test as well because God is looking at, well, how many of y'all laughing when you know that your life isn't all the way right? Right? So how do you how how are you gonna deal with it if I have to expose you? You know, maybe your laughing will cause me to expose you. Cause one thing about God, he is long suffering. There's times where I dealt with things in the past and God was super long suffering. And some things he I was able to to endure that chastening, and some things he had to pull the covers off. Like, look, you know. You know what I mean? He had to expose. And guess what? No matter how embarrassing it was, no matter how grievous it felt, I had to go through that process. And going through that process, it made me a better man of God. It made me a a better child of God. And that's what God is looking for. God just wants us to be honest with ourselves and repent and say, God, I'm sorry. Apologize who we need to apologize to and just allow that process to work in us. So then we can continue to bring forth fruit for the Lord. But look, nobody likes the chastening of the Lord, right? Nobody likes when the Lord gets on you because when the Lord gets on you, it's no escaping it, right? Ain't no running from it. Ain't no hiding from it. It's like, no, God is going to deal with you and it's going to be hard. It's going to hurt, but it's all love though, right? This is God's love. This is God saying, listen, I love you. I want to see you live for eternity. I want to see you, you know, in the new earth. I want to see you right there when I'm wiping tears away, right? That's what God is saying to us. But a lot of times we go kicking, we go screaming, we go denying because we don't want to be embarrassed. We want people to think things about us that we're not. Sometimes, guess what? Sometimes we're falling short. Sometimes we're not in the place that we should be, that people think we are. And sometimes you got to be honest with certain people. You can't tell everybody, but sometimes you got to say to somebody, listen, I need you to pray with me. I need you to to touch and agree with me on this, um, you know, this thing that I'm dealing with, this thing that I'm struggling with, you know, um, because guess what? I don't want to die in my sin. I, I don't want to die holding on to this. I want to be able to let this go. You know, God has been dealing with me on it and it seemed like I'm kicking against God. I'm fighting. And the more I fight, the more I feel like the farther I'm getting away from the Lord. And it's like, listen, I need to, I need to confess to somebody. I need, I need you to pray with me on this and listen, it's okay. It's not, it's not about what people think uh, about who we are or this and that. No, it's all about what God thinks. It's all about where we are in God, not in the world, not in people where we are in God. But I just wanted to share a little bit of, of that with you guys. We we talked a little bit about, 
you know, how we deal with our children uh, from a, a parental side. And now we talked a little bit about how God deals with us. But be very careful the next time you see God expose somebody or deal with somebody, you know, be very careful before you laugh and make fun of that person because this is God showing them love and prayerfully. They take heed to what God is is showing them and doing in their lives and, and, and that they repent and allow God to bring them through that process so that they can just, you know, produce like the scripture says, produce that peaceable fruit of righteousness, you know, unto them which are exercised by it. So. I just wanted to share that with you guys. I didn't mean to speed through it like that, but I really didn't want to hold you guys uh, long. But I just wanted to give you something to think about, you know, something to ponder on, because maybe you out there and God has been dealing with you about something and, and, and you're running, you know, you're running, you're hiding, you know, you're trying to hold on to it. And God says, listen, you know, it's just a ticking time bomb. It's just going to hurt you more and more and more. You need to release that thing. Give it to me. Repent. Be honest. You know, some people may have to find out it may be embarrassing, but listen, I'd rather be embarrassed in, in front of people and be right with God than, to, than for people to think that I'm somewhere I'm not and not have a relationship with God or not be abiding in the Lord or one with the Lord. So I pray that this encourage somebody. I pray that this make somebody think about where they are in their lives or maybe somebody, you know, maybe you, somebody, you know, is, 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 you know, they, they, they're saved. They believe in the Lord, but you know, they're living a double life. They're, they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. That's detrimental, you know, to their salvation, you know, to their, to their spirit, man, to, to their walk with God. And, and you may need to talk to them, you know, not in front of everybody, not putting their business out, but say, listen, man, let's pray about this. Like, you know, if God is dealing with you, it's because he loves you. You know, so let's pray about you letting this thing go and just surrendering all to God, because I don't want to see you die holding on to something that God never intended you to have. So, guys, know that I love you. And until the next time we hop on the podcast together. Shalom.